What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to the best episode of Cancel Sweezy that's ever been made. Um, uh, for those of you who didn't know, I am the Foreplay King, uh, here to bring you uh, everything you need to know because God decided that I should live another day, and I've decided to make that your problem. And so uh, you're here. Um, I, I, I was going to say you're here, you're queer, get used to it, but I don't know your sexuality. Um, but more importantly, I don't care. I honestly don't care. Actually, that's a, that is a weird subject to think about. Like when people are just like, I'm trans. I'm like, I don't care, dude. <laughs> shit like that. Um, nah, you can, you can have whatever body parts you want. I don't give a shit. Um, welcome though. I am the foreplay king. Uh, I am the, the master of all simps everywhere. And, uh, I just want to say welcome to cancel Sweezy today. Uh, I know if you're watching the video, um, seeing me, I'm wearing my gold suit jacket. Um, and underneath that, I have my shirt that says fourth Heim sister. Let me move the mic. And, uh, a lot of things to think about here. Um, when you buy a gold suit jacket, you, it's one of those things where like when you wear it, you look fly as fucking hell. And that's a great thing. And if you don't get blackout drunk or roofied, um, you feel so confident that women actually like you. And that's something I like. I like a woman like me. Uh, but then it's like, you don't want to show up to too many events in it. And, but at the same time, you always want to wear this because maybe you'll be known for it. I don't know. What's, what's everyone's opinion on clothing? It's weird. I don't like buying clothes just specifically for one event, unless it's like a wedding. Then obviously at that point, like look uh, cool like this. Uh, but yeah, I know if I ever get married, uh, this is going to be the jacket me and my groomsmen wear. And, uh, when, uh, I walk down the aisle. That's when everyone's going to stand. It's not going to be when the bride does it. It's going to be when I do it because I am special as fuck. But, uh, no, like I said, and I've been rambling on for so long, welcome to this episode of Cancel Sweezy. Um, the Lord of the Sims here. Um, for those of you who don't know, I play music alongside with doing this amazing podcast. So, uh, go check it out. My EP, Ride or Die, out now on Spotify, Apple Music, Tinder, Deezer, uh, wherever else you get your podcasting from. Uh, not podcasting. Where the fuck did I say podcasting? Wherever else you get your music from is where you'll find me. And it's spelled Sweezy, just like the name of this show. Uh, really great. Uh, I'm really proud of that, those songs on that EP. Uh, it's my Pandy special, my Pandy. I know we're all doing shit during the Pandy, but, uh, that's what I was doing. And, um, I guess I'm still doing, technically, I'm still always doing music. Uh, but no, go check that out. Um, over there, follow me on that your preferred streaming platform, but also follow me and like me and subscribe to me on your favorite podcasting platform, such as iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. We do have a video to it if you're listening to it audio only, um, which is cool. If you're driving, you don't necessarily need to watch the video because uh, I'm not the reason you die from watching me uh do shit uh but uh no go like and subscribe there uh also yeah though our youtube page we're still kind of like, it's still an uphill battle um kind of making the show like a visual show too um 
But uh, no, I, so if you're on YouTube, if you have a YouTube account, go subscribe to it. Even if you're not, this isn't where you're going to be like watching the show or listening to the show. Because I know a lot of people drive, they have to commute shit and shit like that. And that's like, you know, that's when your audio only goods. But if you're on YouTube, though, go ahead and just like and subscribe the show. Uh, you know, shit like that. Um, I'm also on Twitch. I stream video games on Twitch. Uh, I remember uh, yesterday, so I record on Fridays and it comes out the following Monday. So uh, I yesterday, for me, I streamed... Uh, what did I stream? I streamed the Scott Pilgrim vs. World game because it got released. Ubisoft, like, finally, like, gave the rights back or some shit, and it's on... Uh, so it's not on Switch now, so I'm streaming it. I was streaming it. At least I couldn't defeat Lucas Lee, but I defeated Patel. And Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie, so... Um, it is a, uh, it's, it's a fun game and, uh, let's go follow me there on Switch. So on Twitch, I do, I think my schedule now is going to be every Thursday is when I stream on Twitch. <laughs> but, uh, one thing, one thing's for sure though, um, there's two things with Twitch. So on Twitch, there's two buttons. There's a follow button and there's a subscribe button. Press the follow button. It's free. Still support me. And I still love you if you press the follow button. But there's also a subscribe button, which typically is about $5. However, since Twitch is owned by Amazon, if you have an Amazon Prime account, which I have one, and I'm assuming you do too, if you listen to podcasts, you probably have an Amazon Prime account. You're a hip individual here today. Uh, But if you do, uh, you can connect the two accounts and what is typically $5, you get one free subscribe every month. And if you press the subscribe button on uh, twitch.tv slash the shweezy, uh, that's supporting me directly and financially supporting me directly. And like I said, if you already have the Amazon Prime account, basically, since those things are worth like $5, you're basically letting Jeff Bezos get an extra $5 a month, which is a lot of shit. So uh, don't be a bitch and, uh, you know, Hit the subscribe button. Connect the two accounts. Support me even further. But uh, the best, the greatest way you can support me is go follow the show on Patreon where you get ad-free episodes of Cancel Shweezy and the Shwedcast. Shwedcast is coming back. Uh, it goes on hiatus a lot, but it is coming back. But uh, yeah, so go check it out on Patreon. $5 a month. That gets you ad-free episodes. Only tier right now because I believe with any sort of like Patreon is that... Um, I want to make sure if you're going to pay me directly, you're going to get your money's worth out of it. And that's that. But if you're stingy and cheap, uh, just, you know, subscribe, like this episode, do the free shit, okay? Do the fucking free shit. And support the show every way you know how, you know you know what it is. I'm the real deal. Uh, but no, your your love and affection is what I need to survive. If you didn't know, I'm male Tinkerbell, and the more I need attention and love to survive, and if I don't get it, I crumble up and die. So that's the way it is. You know, I don't actually even fucking know that song, what the song title is. Uh, it's just, it's one of those, so... I guess when, like, you know, like, that 90s, it was, like, contemporary, I don't know if it was, like, contemporary rock, or it's, like, technically rock music, but it's also, at the same time, like, very pop at the same time, like, um, I would say, this is the story of a girl, cry a river and drown the whole world, because I remember specifically a majority of the times I hear those songs, so also, story of a girl, um, 
there's like some I saw something like some Facebook shit or whatever. It was like, um, what's the earliest song in your life that you remember? And that's the fucking song for me. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Yeah, you look so sad in photographs, but I absolutely love her when she smiles. Uh, that's the earliest song of my life. I remember. <laughs> Why is it that song? I don't fucking know what's going on. What what is what is my life in general? Is it just y'all listening to me ramble about how fucking weird I am? Is this is this what you tune into every week? Just me being weird and shit? I don't know. What the fuck is going on with you? What the fuck's going on with me? That's the thing. But no, that's the I'm gonna say like the earliest song I remember is that song. And uh and then the first CD I ever bought was uh who let the dog is out by uh, Bahaman. So I've been destined to have this personality for my whole life. And, uh, you know, that's probably why I'm single too. It's just like, you know, like, cause like you can date someone like, you know, and then like you, you act kind of normal at first, but then you have to like ease in your actual personality. I think I need to date someone who's like already understanding my personality and likes it anyways. How off topic am I right now? How this is? I'm not even like going off notes. I'm just ranting for no fucking reason. What the hell was I even like talking about? Oh yeah, it was like that's the way it is. If anyone remembers that song, please uh, hit me up on all my socials. It's at the Schweezy everywhere. Unless you're on TikTok, then it's at the Foreplay King. You know what the fuck it is. You know what the fuck's going on, folks. All right, let's get into the show. Now I've been rambling for way too fucking long. Uh, all right first burp of the episode pretty far in his first burp of the episode okay let's get into the news because don't need money don't take fame don't need no credit card to ride this train it's fun and exciting but can be cruel sometimes but it might just save your life that's the power of love all right here we go all right uh I always like to start off with a positive uh, news article. You know, I just want to, like, start off on a positive note. Even when some get a little bit darker, I want to say pretty positive. Um, this article is also very long, so let's see how fucking I bear through this. Uh, first preserved dinosaur butthole is perfect and unique, paleontologist says. This is from uh, Live Science, uh, the best place to get your science news from. Um, from, I mean, I don't know. I, I you know you shouldn't know better than to listen to me on like quality news. Um, the first dinosaur butthole ever discovered, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, is shedding light where the sun don't shine. <laughs> the discovery reveals how dinosaurs use this multi-purpose opening, scientifically known as cloacal vent for pooping, peeing, breeding, and egg laying. Uh, okay, off to off the article. I need to start fucking reading the entire article before I fucking read these out loud because this escalated pretty fucking quick. Okay. The dinosaur's derriere is so well preserved. <laughs> Researchers could see the remnants of two small bulges by its back door, which might have housed musky scent glands that the reptile possibly used during courtship. An anatomical quirk also seen in living 
crocodilians in scientists who studied the specimen. Jesus. I'm not going to make it through this, folks. I, I, this episode, this episode already started off rough, folks. I started rambling for no fucking reason. And then now I'm reading about, about dinosaurs having ass butt sex. Although the dinosaur's caboose shares some characteristics with the backsides of some living creatures, it's also a one-of-a-kind opening the researchers found. The anatomy is unique. Study lead researcher Jacob Venther, a paleobiologist at the University of Bristol in the United Kingdom, told Live Science, it doesn't quite look like the opening on birds, which are the closest living relatives of dinosaurs. It does look a bit like the back opening on a crocodile, he said, but it's different in some ways. Its own clayaca, cloaca, shaped in its perfect, unique way, Vinther says. The well-preserved booty belongs to the dinosaur Psittacorsaurus, a bristly-tailed, Labrador-sized, horn-faced dinosaur, meaning it was a relative of Triceratops. Like his famous trihorned cousin, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to say Pisosaurus. I can't fucking read this word. Lived during the Cretaceous period, which lasted from about 145 million to 65 million years ago. Previously, Venter and his colleagues had studied the Pisosaurus specimen found in China to determine its skin color. And at the time, he noted that it neither its nether regions were preserved. <laughs> When did I fucking pick this article? I, I mean, I I can't imagine it's, the show's getting any better from here, folks. Please, please continue listening, just like for my own like my my own interest, please. Um, then I got a chance to look at the specimen again up close, and suddenly realized, oh my god, the. Cloaca is actually quite well preserved, and we can actually see some anatomy that I didn't think we could see, Vinther said. So he took a closer look with study co-researchers Robert Nichols and paleo artist paleo a paleo art a paleo artist and Diane Kelly, an expert on vertebrae penises and compulsory systems at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. How the fuck do you explain that at just casual parties? What do you do for... So what's, what's your shit? What do you do? Um, and uh, it's like, oh, I, uh, I'm an ex- expert on uh, vertebrae penises and <laughs> compulsory systems of the University of Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. Oh my god. Folks, I am fucking... I can't I can't fucking do this. I can't fucking do it. We're 16 episodes in on the show. And this is the fun. This is the thing that's fucking wrecking me right now. I, I'm still, we're not even done with this article. We're not even done with this article. I'm struggling to get through this shit. This is going to be a fucking long day. Why did I think I could do this? None of the reproductive soft tissue like a penis were preserved so the researcher can say whether the dinosaur was male or female. Even so, the dinosaur likely had copulatory sex. Unlike some birds and birds that bump butts when they do a cloacal kiss during reproduction, Minther said. 
at this point, at this point, folks, I'm just struggling. I'm struggling to get through this. Once I end this article, I think I'm going to have the most relief I've ever had in my life. Say, so yeah, when I was in third grade, I had a kidney stone. We had surgery. I pissed burning blood. And at this point in time, I feel like I'm struggling more with this than peeing blood. To get a more complete picture of the Pissosaurus cloacal vents, Kelly compared it with those of living land vertebrae, the vent in the opening, and the cloacal, cloaca, which comes from the Latin word for sewer. Jesus Christ. Is the muscular chamber behind it based on its preserved anatomy? The opening could have been either horizontally oriented like a bird's or vertically oriented like a crocodile cloacal. She said, moreover, the term noticed that the outer region of the cloacal were covered with a dark shade of melanin. Perhaps this darkly pigmented area was a type of visual display similar to bright red butts seen in baboons. The researcher said the reddish-brown Pisosaurus was countershaded, meaning it had a dark back and a light underside, so its pigmented posterior would have stood out, he said. Someone's writing this article. Someone's getting paid to write this article. Probably more than I get paid to read this article in front of all of you. You wouldn't read this out of context, but I'm reading it for you in the lazy way. So, I'm just fucking getting through this. The dark melanin may have also provided an antimicrobial protection, something seen in humans. We have melanin in certain parts of the body that never see the light of day. Venther said, our liver is chock full of melanin because we don't want microbial infections in these places. The pigmented lobes on each side of the dinosaur's anal opening might have held musk-secreting glands. The researchers added, these glands are found in both male and female crocodilians. And those creatures, they release a fatty, smelly substance during courtship, Kelly told Live Science. And just like in most land vertebrates, except for mammals, which have more than one hole for defecation, urinification, and reproduction, dinosaurs... Use its hole for everything, which explains why researchers found a fossilized poop in its butt. It's like a Swiss army knife of extratory openings, Venter said. It does everything. <laughs> oh my fucking god, like two paragraphs left. The same Pisosaurus cloacal vent was described in October 2020 when another ter- team posted their research in the bio bio-something database, meaning it has yet to be peer-reviewed or published in a journal. Venter, who had shared his data with the team for another project, said that researchers used the cloacal vent data without his permission. However, there was misunderstandings and miscommunication about the nature of the research on both sides, said Phil Bell, a senior lecturer of paleontology at the University of New England in Australia, one of the researchers on the October 2020 study. The new study was published online Tuesday, uh, January 19th, in the current biology. Okay. Um, folks... I don't know what the fuck I just read. 
like I said, like most of you know, I have a music degree in music technology, which you think means I'm a smart person. Uh, but if you've listened to the other 16 episodes of the sh- other, I mean the 15, this is 16. If you listen to the other episodes of the show, you know I'm probably not that smart. But I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. What am I doing with my life? Have you ever just thought that? That's what I'm feeling right now. What the hell am I doing with my life? I put on a gold fucking suit jacket to talk about a dinosaur's asshole. Folks, folks, really? This is what the fuck I did with my life. I put on a gold suit jacket to talk about a dinosaur's asshole. Folks, I hope you enjoy your life. Because at this moment, I'm not enjoying mine. No, I'm just joking. I love doing this show. Okay. Thank God we can fucking move on from that. Thank you, anyone who is still fucking listening to this show. Uh, This next article is from Fox 2's Now. uh, And was sent to me by friend of the show, best friend of mine. uh, But also last on my list of best friends y'all get that he's my best friend but of all my best friends he's the last one on the list because i feel like that makes a lot of sense for him uh this one from mj chrisman micah chrisman uh big guy is his schwoke name he sent me this article and i said i will put that on my show couple accused of having sex on myrtle beach ferris wheel in pool after porn videos surface from fox 2's now all right, everything should be easier from here, I hope. Hopefully, please, let this just be my normal content. A South Carolina couple has been accused of having sex on the Myrtle Beach Skywheel ride in a community pool to make videos for a popular porn site. Eric Harmon, a Surfside Beach, and Lori Harmon, both 36, faced multiple charges after police say they saw videos of the two having sex in public on a pornography site. Myrtle Beach police opened an investigation into indecent exposure to January 12th and said they found the video. In one video, the couple is having sex inside a gondola encased with glass and in view of the public on the 187-foot Myrtle Beach Ferris wheel. The incident happened on or around January 2nd in other videos. The couple is seen having sex in a community pool in the Surfside Beach section of Horry County, and Lori Herman is seen exposing herself while sitting on top of a vending machine along with other lewd acts, police said. Both Eric Carmen and Lori Harmon can be seen exposing themselves and performing sex at the community pool in the video. According to the report, the actions were recorded by both defendant and co-defendant and uploaded to the adult website dot 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 during Christmas break on or around December 23rd, 2020, the officer said, wrote in the report. What the fuck is the site? Why would you not put the site in there so we can see it, you dumb fucking news article, you fucking journalist, you bitch? All right, Lori Harmon faces three counts of indecent exposure, two counts of participation in preparation of obscene material, and malicious injury to personal property. She was released from the J. Rubin Long Detention Center. How do you get your fucking name on the detention center? Okay, on $18,000 bonds. Eric Harmon has been charged with two counts of indecent exposure and one charge of participation in preparation of obscene material. He was released from the J. Rubin Long Detention Center on $14,000 bond. Okay. I, I like how this article made Micah upset. Um, and that's my favorite part. Um, I hope the world... I hope 
Eric and Lori both have like good karma on their side. I because there's because there's like that part of me is like porn's not that big of a deal. Just go fuck yourself. But there's also like oh yeah, they did break the law at the same time. So uh, it's kind of like I hope Eric and Lori have good karma built on their side because they did break the law. However, um, consequences they will receive from that. I hope they have the good karma to be able to work it out. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I believe in the my name is Earl karma, where do good things, good things happen, do bad things, bad ha- bad things happen to you. That's the karma I believe in because I am Kansas trash. And just because you're garbage doesn't mean you can't do amazing things. That's why they call it garbage can and not garbage cannot. All right, next up here. Um, this comes from my favorite news source, page six. Um, it's going to be a while. We're going to be doing page six articles for a while because somehow they make money and somehow people think this is what we need to do. Amanda Bynes teases new rap song, Diamonds. Like I said, it's from page six. Amanda Bynes might be moving from acting to fashion to music. On Wednesday, the 34-year-old Easy A star. I don't think, I think Easy A, is that the, is that the movie we're going with? It's from Amanda Bynes, from Easy A. She's done a lot more shit than that. Okay. Star teased a new rap song called Diamonds on her private Instagram account. The song features a rapper named Precise, who appears to be her fiancé, Paul Mitchell. Bynes tagged Michael in the post, and he also posted a TikTok video of himself rapping about diamonds on his own account. Diamonds. Diamonds on my neck. On my wrist. She raps over and over again in the snippet. Bynes' attorney didn't immediately return page six's request for comment because they probably didn't know who the fuck you were. Um, in October, Bynes and Michael recorded themselves rapping along to ASAP Rocky's uh, Fashion Killer. Uh, last July, Bynes cleared her Instagram page and rebranded it as the Matt Black Online Store, making fans wonder if she was finally going to release some designs from her work as a fashion student at the California's FIDM uh, Fashion Institute for, uh, I don't know what the DM stands for. She returned to social media a few months later with a photo of herself and changed Matt Black's online store to Matt Black Fragrances, teasing the possibility of releasing a perfume. Amanda is a very is very entrepreneurial. Her attorney previously shared she is now considering her perfume in addition to a clothing line. While there hasn't been any sneak peeks at clothing or fragrances, perhaps there will be more music. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I can't. These news articles are rough. These I'm. These I. How is it that the sex on a Ferris wheel one is the it's the only one I can get through? Okay, folks. Jesus Christ. Okay, I think I think I may have messed up the news in this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I mean, I'm gonna keep going through. But what the fuck am I doing right now with my life? I'm talking about fucking a shitty rap song and fucking dinosaur assholes. Do you think when my parents had me, they were like? I hope one day you grow up to start a podcast and talk about dinosaurs having sex. (laughs) This is the person we want you to be. Okay, moving on to the next article. This is from the AV Club. Um, New source I like, but they're also kind of funny and goofy, but usually 
do normal shit. Um, Kylie Jenner, billion, Kylie Jenner, comma, billionaire, comma, wants you to know her showers water pressure is, in quotes, amazing. Okay. Billionaires are trash and making fun of them is one of the few indulgences the majority of humanity can participate in guilt-free. What makes it all especially fun is that billionaires tend to be sensitive babies. See Elon Musk, whose sad efforts to defend themselves inevitably boils down to reminding their haters how rich they are. Case in point, Kylie Jenner Kardashian. Oh, sorry, Kylie Jenner. Kardashian spawn. She's a Jenner, okay? Getting mad online about people making fun of her shower's weak-ass water pressure. Well, as the star was quickly quick to point in the in a series of Instagram stories that in that isn't even her main shower. I keep seeing on the internet my fucking shower, she says, clarifying that she that the shower is in question is her office shower and amazing shower and just one of her many showers. The story which she took took pains to film for her millions of fans after seeing a few posts on Twitter, then sweeps us to the Kardashian compound where we're introduced to her everyday shower suited only for self-made billionaires like herself. This one includes a dial that remotely activates the spray while she's controlling the temperature. She prefers a 102 degree shower. This is my water pressure. Kylie says, zooming in on a spray that's much stronger than the one in her office. It's amazing. Thank you, everyone, for your concern. Sea pores, your water pressure isn't better than hers, and what you use a knob to turn on your water? Have fun with that wet arm. So, <clears throat> what's going on with people? Why, why, why do we care? Anything, I guess, uh, guess is my question here um but also if you're a millionaire and you're a woman because i know like women like the detachable shower heads with really good pressure so i because we know you know women we know women any cool woman knows what's up that just went three times with the camera okay um so anyways um like always who the fuck cares next article (laughs) We got, oh, this is the last one. Thank fucking God. I'm going to go into some real shit. Um, Joe Exotic, okay, so an update from Joe Exotic's pardon. Joe Exotic fails to receive pardon from the Trump as teams wait with Limo for his release. And it's from Insider. The Insider's on uh, all things Joe Exotic, okay? Um, The Tiger King star Joe Exotic failed to secure a pardon as part of a clemency list released in President Donald Trump's final hours in office. Just a day earlier, the 57-year-old legals team told the British publication Metro that it was so confident the former zookeeper would receive a pardon that it had a limo waiting near his prison in Texas to take him home. Exotic, whose real name is Joseph Monano Passage, is serving a 22-year prison sentence after being convicted of plotting to murder his Tiger King rival Carol Baskin, as well as several counts of animal abuse. Trump issued more than 140 pardons and commutations late Tuesday night and early Wednesday morning as one of his final acts as president. The list of recipients included the rapper Lil Wayne, who received a pardon, the rapper Kodak Black, whose sentence was commuted, and Trump's former advisor Steve Bannon, who received a pardon. Eric Love, the private investigator who is leading Maldonado Passage's legal team, appeared to still have hope that an even 
later pardon would be announced. Trump's term lasts until noon Wednesday. On Tuesday night, Love tweeted, we are still waiting on the pardon. On Monday, Love had told Metro, this time tomorrow we're going to be celebrating. We have good reason to believe it will come through. We're confident enough we already have a limousine parked about half a mile from the prison. We are ready in action mode right now. He continued, I've got makeup, wardrobe, and the whole unit that will come up. First thing Joe wants to do, he wants his hair done. He hasn't had his hair done in two and a half years. That's the first order of business, and then he'll probably go and get some pizza, steak, maybe a McRib. In response to the possibility of a pardon, Baskin, who was in control of Maldonado Passage's old zoo in Oklahoma, when he was convicted, told Insider via an email statement, there is no benefit other than a feeble attempt to deflect attention for anyone to pardon someone who walked up to five tigers and shot them in the head in order to clear cage space for the circus who was going to pay him to board their tiger during the offseason. She added, tigers are the world's favorite animal and Joe... Uh, Sherman of Gale, Maldonado Passage is right where he belongs. So, folks, I know this is a sad ending for Joe Exotic to have to serve his entire jail sentence for uh, being a bad person, but I still have hope. I think they should still get research Carol. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they should still do that shit, but uh, nevertheless, he persisted, and uh, so will I. In uh, in Justice is Blind, so is the justice for uh, Joe Exotic, Maldonado Passage, Sherman Irvin Gill, or whatever his name is. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch streamer myself, I can tell you there are two types of games. There's the games that you go back to time and time again. For me, that's... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield are also games that I go back to time and time again. But you also have those types of games that you play once and then you never pick up again. And that's where I believe Gamefly is perfect for you gamers out there. Uh, most video games coming around $60 and this uh, with new consoles coming out uh, at the current moment. They can be upwards at $70 even then, and then you don't even include DLC when in regards to that. This is where Gamefly comes in perfectly, because for that one low monthly fee, you can just rent games, play them, and then when you're done with them, you send them back. I wasn't a big fan of Luigi's Mansion back when I played it in October, so I was easily able to send it back and get myself a new game in the process, which was perfect for me. Uh, Just start playing other games. Just be able to open your horizons on what games you want to play with Gamefly is my personal favorite thing so uh for the low monthly price your first two months if you use the link in our description your first two months are only ten dollars so stop wasting so much money on video games stop spending sixty dollars on a game you're only going to play once use the link in our description today and you can start playing game more games rent games play as long as you want and when you're done just send it back they will send you a new game to play it's that simple so use our link in the description today for your first two months of ten with Gamefly. And just a reminder, when you support our sponsors, you also support this show.
I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out. Uh, with your purchase of any product with FNX Fitness, one thing I love is that they donate a gallon of water with every purchase you make to a child in need in a country that doesn't necessarily have clean drinking water, which is perfect. You get to feel good when you buy a product from FNX Fitness. Uh, you can start using their supplements. Work smarter, not harder with their supplements. That way you can get the most out of your workout, and so you no longer have to be fat. Hashtag pray for my So using the promo code SHWEGCAST or the link in our description today, you can save 15% off your purchase with FNX Fitness. Again, that is 15% off of your purchase when you support FNX Fitness and get a product from them. And a reminder that when you support our sponsors, you directly support this show. All right, folks. So after a while, it's been a while since we've been able to do one of these on this show, uh, at least for some of you who have been listening from the very beginning. We have a Garth update. We haven't had a Garth update in a while. I know he released a new album, but... Do we really give a shit? Um, so some of you know uh, the inauguration of President Biden, which feels, which I'm very, I was very much a big Bernie guy, even though Bernie, we can put Bernie in anything, any photo now, uh, except the White House. Um, but, but I know, apparently, apparently, you know, Bernie's taking all the attention, but Thank fucking God Biden's president. And also, I didn't think I, a year ago I would say this, but I'm very happy Joe Biden is president. Um, and like I say, for those of you who are hesitant about Biden and you probably on fall on the liberal side, he surrounds himself with good people. So already from like the executive orders he's done has been good. Um, but we're going to get into Biden's first few days in office of Ben. Um Let's just get, we're going to continue with the Garth update. So he fucking wore jeans to the inauguration. He, he dressed up like he's at a redneck wedding uh, to uh, to the inauguration. And uh, you wouldn't have noticed it at first, but I noticed it and I told everyone. So they all know now. Also, um, you know, during his Amazing Grace performance, he's like, I want you all, I want you all to sing with me. I want y'all to sing, and we're gonna sing this together. Even if you're you at home, he points to me like, even you at home are gonna sing with me. I like that. And uh, no one sang because one, uh, their face were all covered in masks, so therefore uh, they didn't have to pretend to just open their mouth. They're just like, I'm not fucking doing this, Garth. <laughs> not fucking, fucking doing this. Um, that was funny. I know. Um, I know apparently Garth is losing a lot of fans right now for singing at Biden's inauguration. Let's just say, like, if you go kind of with what Garth, if you if you know anything about Garth, if you follow him on, like, social media or watch Studio G with Garth, um, you know, he's into, like, this whole idea of unity, peace, like, let's all get along. Even, like, back in the 90s, didn't he have that one random-ass song like, about unity or something like that? That's always been kind of Garth's thing. Um, so people are kind of complaining about like Garth, uh, is a Democrat and he's evil, but Garth has always kind of been liberal. I think we went over a couple, 
a while back, a billboard interview he did uh, with billboard. I don't know a billboard interview he did with billboard. Uh, but basically he just kind of confirmed he's probably on a little more liberal side. Um, there was talks at least when even Trump was inaugurated, uh, into, uh, being the worst president ever that he, like he was one, he was working, he was asked to perform at the inauguration, but I think with like touring and everything, it didn't really work out for him. Now touring doesn't exist because Trump ruined that for everyone. And, uh, so yeah, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free shit. But, um, so yeah, so uh, him and like Tim McGraw, my personal friend. I don't know if I've told this on the show, but I met Tim McGraw once when I was interning uh, at a recording studio. Tim McGraw and his wife Faith Hill were recording a Christmas something album, whatever. It was 2016, summer 2016. So if someone wants to do the math there, figure out what they released, go for there. Anyways, I was like restocking water bottles under this little shelf where like a Keurig was on top of it. And so uh, Tim McGraw walks over and he's just like, hey, brother. And uh, I'm stocking water. Uh, and I look up and it's Tim McGraw. But he's also in whatever your dad wears to mow the lawn. That is what he was dressed as. And that was the part that freaked me. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? And I was like, <laughs> but uh, he also said, hey, brother. So, yeah, the only two good stories of my internship was that and, uh, Shania Twain said hey to me once, and so uh, that's what it's like to do an internship at a really big studio in Nashville, folks. Uh, yeah, only do it if you have to do it for school. Um, but no, uh, other another thing here. Um, this all reminds me, in my mind, you know, with all the anxiety, depression, and all that shit. Uh, what came to my mind. <laughs> was when I was in the fourth grade. So somehow my school, I was, I was one of the better spellers in my school. Um, not sure if that held up, but I guess in the spelling type shit, I don't think this was all before I got really depressed. Um, well, I was pretty good at spelling. So I guess in fourth grade, they had the fourth graders as like alternates. If someone couldn't do it and then but so if someone couldn't make it, then one of the fourth graders would be it. And I was one of those. But regardless, though, like the, they had the fourth graders go to at least watch the spelling bee. And so that was all I do was just watching the spelling bee. And that's how it ended up being just watching the spelling bee and nothing else. Um, anyways, the rest of my classmates were not going to be dressed up to sit and watch a spelling bee. And so uh, I was like, my parents forced me to dress up which was stupid as fuck. And I'm still mad about it to this day. And so basically I just devised the plan of, uh, all right, I'm going to go to school in my dress clothes. Um, and I'm going to pack normal clothes that everyone else is fucking wearing to the spelling bee. And that way I can just change out of them so I can actually feel comfortable throughout the day. And so I guess, uh, I did that. And so the, the spelling bee was at the college my dad worked at and so, you know, I'm in normal clothes, just sitting there watching the spelling bee, you know, just uh, soaking up that education. But my dad walked in and saw me not in dress clothes, didn't run at me and make a scene, but he remembered that. So when I got home, I apparently uh, ruined our family's reputation by not being dressed up to watch the spelling bee. It was the worst 
one of the worst moments of my father in mother's lives that I was not dressed up at the spelling bee at Highland Community College to watch the spelling bee. It was the worst moment of their entire lives. And uh, I bet if we had a conversation about it today, they would be like, ah, oh, you're overreacting. We weren't that mad. Um, yeah, but when you're a kid, though, uh, when your parents uh, feel like they're going to disown you for not being dressed up to watch a spelling bee, it was a pretty big fucking deal. So um, I texted my mom. Uh, here's the conversation. I had it wrote down for me for to read it on the show. Uh, so this is from me. Remember that one time I changed out of my dress clothes to watch the spelling bee and you and dad were furious? Well, he, uh, a.k.a. Garth Brooks, wore jeans to the president's inauguration. Then my mom decides to text back, dress for success. And I, I guess I'm still bitter about this situation. I probably should see, start seeing a therapist, but why would I see a therapist? I have this podcast. Uh, so I texted her back. How did that work out? Mom, how did that work out? Dress for success. How's that working out for me right now, Mom? And she never responded to that, um, probably because she didn't have a good response. So, um, nevertheless, though, what I want to say uh, to my parents is that uh, that was a shitty thing you did to me when I was a kid. And uh, you shouldn't have been so stupid about that. And uh, why am I bringing this on my podcast? Because I can, folks. Because I can. If you like me going over shit my parents gave me when I was a kid, hit me up on uh, all the socials, whatever the fuck you want to do. I have a lot more that I'm just kind of going through that I should probably discuss with a therapist before I actually release on the show, but um, I'm going to do it anyways because fuck yo couch. As uh, uh, Rick James would say, but, uh, all right. But no, now I want to get into what we were really talking about before. Biden's first few days in office. I only have, like, two things I want to say. Signed a lot of executive orders, which, like, should have been signed or should have been done. When your country goes through a pandemic, that's going to ruin the economy. You got to learn how to fix the economy. Uh, you got to learn how to keep people alive, shit like that. You, we shouldn't be having 400,000 people fucking dead because uh, some orange guy is R-worded. Um... So, but I do want to go over these two things here first. Uh, for, so, typically since I think it was like Ronald Reagan, um, that when you're president, like when you, when you leave office, you write a letter to the next president who's going to be taking your place. And this has been a tradition. So Reagan did it to George H.W. Bush and George H.W. Bush, who did lose, who who wasn't reelected, wrote one to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton wrote one to George W. Bush. George W. Bush wrote one for Obama, and Obama went from from Trump. And you think how Trump has been a little been being a little bitch about everything, that he probably was not going to write one to Biden, but apparently he did, and it's still a secret uh, as of right now, but. Everyone who listens to this show would probably want to know what the fuck it says. And uh, if anyone can leak it, please send it to me. I'd love it for it to be an exclusive on my show. Not on anyone else's. Uh, but I'm, I'm desperate to know what it was. I hope, it's, it, was, I hope it was mean. Hope it, uh, I, I want to know because he left in disgrace. 
And also, I don't know, because when you think about Trump, like, someone, when he, to get through college, someone had to pay off someone to pass him. And I know we should probably shame teachers for taking bribes, but teachers don't get paid that much. So this is our own fault, folks. Um, So Trump wrote Biden a letter, and uh, we're all desperate to know what was going on in there. But also, um, there was a Diet Coke button where, like, if you press it, someone would bring Donald Trump a Diet Coke because he was known to drink, like, a shit ton of Diet Coke, which is a weird thing because Diet Coke, zero calories. And so I'm in my mind, because I've gotten kind of like, you know, I've dieted a little bit. Um, this idea is like, oh, you can, you can technically drink like a diet Coke. Don't necessarily need to worry about calories or shit like that. But just because, you know, it's like, it's artificial sugar, zero, zero calories in the drink, uh, artificially like sweetened so i guess like there's like that's the point where it's like oh, i can uh, i'm fine now it is a weird thing like you know you talk about like i think my parents generation is super into soda and i just think there's there's a culture behind that a little bit because my dad's a big dr pepper fan and he tried the diet dr pepper and he's like i'm getting a headache from this and this is this sucks so that uh my generation like the millennials were like Hey, you realize how bad soda is for you? <laughs> you look at the fucking like nutritional value. Uh, yeah, it's like shit like that. Like the nutritional value is pretty bad. If like you cut out soda, you're probably gonna be better in life. And so we typically do that, or we go for like Coke. That's probably why Coke Zero exists because like we still want to drink Coke, but not the fucking Diet Coke. Boomer. Uh, but Trump uh, apparently drinks Diet Coke, and he's like, I can eat anything. But then he also tweets out like. I've never seen a skinny woman drink a Diet Coke. <laughs> he drinks so much himself. And my mom drinks Diet Coke. I don't, she doesn't drink as much as he does. But I, I, the fact that they had a specific button for Diet Coke. And I like the idea of a White House staffer who was like, who moved from the Trump administration to the Biden administration because it wasn't like a... Uh, like a political thing. It's not like a cabinet member. It's just like an assistant, you know? It's like, the assistant's still good. And regardless of their politics, like if they're still willing to work for you and they're good, like it's fine. I just I just think of this idea of Biden, uh, like, you know, kind of getting to work. And then when I, I don't know when I work, and like I work on music and it's the exact space I do work on music. And then I just stop. I'll go on YouTube, just browse a bunch of bullshit. And then also like, if I see anything weird, like, what is that? But I have to imagine he was sitting, Biden was sitting at his desk getting work done, kind of having a mental break just to like, think he was like, huh. Cause like he was vice president before he was president, before he became president. So this idea is like, what does this button do? And so I assume he's like, I'm just going to check it, see what it is. Cause I'm assuming it's not like a nuclear code or shit like that. Presses it. And then someone brings him a Diet Coke. And he's like, Oh, we don't need that. <laughs> it's just like the most boomer shit ever to have a button for Diet Coke, which is really funny to me. And uh, the fact that he may not drink Diet Coke or he could probably make it a little bit simpler. I don't know. That's just that's just funny shit to me. Um. Anyways, let's keep going. Uh, the bullshit section isn't that exciting today or this episode, folks. So... Hopefully, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure we do a movie review next week. So um, I'm gonna figure that out, 
And uh, you don't need to suggest them to me because a lot of times your suggestions are not good. Um, to be honest with you, the, the idea of movie suggestions for me to review, for me, um, they have to be movies that aren't critically acclaimed as good movies, but also movies everyone has seen and definitely have to be before 2010 and onward from that. So um, I'm going to figure out the movie reviews on my own. Um, so don't worry about sending me those. All right. So, um, I just wrote down some thoughts. Like, I feel like I'm taking COVID too seriously at this point. So in this past year, we've gone through protests, we've gone through elections and raids on the Capitol and shit like that. We've gone through so much and I'm still like one, like I didn't go to any Black Lives Matter protests. I supported the Black Lives Matters protest. I didn't go to any of them because... I'm still aware that there's a deadly virus fucking out there. And I'm at this point, I'm like the only one taking this huge. I'll talk to like Kansas City friends. Like, yeah, I took a trip to uh, so-and-so place, you know, just a little vacation for myself. Like, what are you doing? Like people in people keep coming to fucking Nashville for a little vacation to, you know, bachelorette party and then fucking spreading COVID in my city. And like, we're one of like the highest in the world fucking right now. Like, like I didn't go to protests. I know artists who are still putting on fucking concerts and they're like, Oh, it's a mask. You have to wear a mask. And, uh, uh, we're going to be separated on the stage. Like it, you're crossing a fucking picket line. You dumb fucking bitch. Like your band. It's not that good. Your, your solo project is not that good. Like, we have to stop doing concerts. That way the good people can do concerts. And when the do good people do concerts, then the bad people can do concerts. I don't know where I fall on that line, folks, but I want to be on, like, the better side. So we're going to pretend I do. And then I can't go out and, like, fucking meet people. I have to meet people fucking online. And there's, like, a zero zero, like, there's a point zero zero five percent success rate at online dating. So if you've actually had that, you're one of the lucky ones. And I'm not because I'm too weird as a human being. And so, folks, I, you shouldn't be, I shouldn't be taking COVID more seriously than you. Y'all understand my personality. You know who the fuck I am. You know who I think I am. Stop doing that shit. Start fucking taking this seriously. Uh, when you can get your vaccine, get your vaccine. If you're against vaccines, I think I want you to go fuck yourself, folks. I want you to go fuck yourself dumb fucking bitch oh we haven't had polio in 60 years it's cured i'm like yeah because we have a fucking vaccine you dumb cunt jesus fucking christ people i i don't know it's one of those things like when you do the group project but no one else does it and you have to do four people's work like it's a four-person group project and you're the only one doing that and so you do four people's worth of projects and shit like that it's like this is what i feel like right now i stay home I stay safe. I don't know. I'm just pissed off about it. I mean, COVID, like, it's okay to be upset about COVID. It's like, you know, it's like the pandy. You're ups- You're okay. It's okay to be upset about shit. But also, fuck everyone who's not taking this shit seriously. I understand the protests are a very good cause back then, but, like, at the same time, we need to stay in and shit like that. I'm just, I don't know, I'm tired of, I just want to play music in public again. I want to make out with women in bars and shit like that. So, 
that's where I'm going. Um, last topic I have for my bullshit. Um, here's a what would you do type of question. If you're holding a six-month-old baby in one hand, a six-month-old baby in one hand, so you're holding that, and then you have an expensive body of whiskey or wine, which, whatever you prefer, in the other hand, which one are you, are you holding tighter to? That's a good question. I'm, I'm sending a couple friends. I, I do love questions like that. Because nevertheless, you're you're holding both of them pretty tightly like a normal human being. It's the situation of one's going to drop. Which one are you okay with dropping? I've been telling friends, um, a lot of friends have already told this, like, you're a horrible person for making me think about this. Which is also the question, uh, which is also a question of, why don't they uh, air the Special Olympics on TV? You know, type of, type of shit like that. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, folks. With that question, the alcohol would not survive, but the baby would survive, and the baby would have a diaper. If they have a little bit of cushioning when they fall, as long as they don't land head first, I think the baby will be okay. Okay? Like, let's 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 be for real. Let's be for real right now. I know you can replace the whiskey or wine technically. You can't replace the baby, but the baby's gonna survive the fall. They're going to cry. Would would you rather have the baby cry or you cry because you dropped an expensive bottle of uh, alcohol? Okay, folks? You know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time. A time when the term handyman was redundant. A time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose is simple to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men and the history of great duos the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese or if you're across the pond fish and chips comes complete with three big beer soaps a delicious scented sandalwood soap made with old milwaukee beer a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with deschutes fresh squeezed ipa and a warm cedar scent made with budweiser and one Big American Bourbon Soap, a rich oak barrel-scented bar made with Buffalo Trace bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who needs to appreciate a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Women love a distinguished fragrance, and this is perfect for that man in your life. Use the link in our description today, and that way you can get free shipping on your order over $20. And when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Are you depressed, feeling too lazy to cook for yourself? Are you wanting to support local restaurants in your area because they're struggling due to the pandy? Well, DoorDash is here to save the day. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery, so download the DoorDash app using the link in the description of this episode. It's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe. Get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in the description. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. All right, so it's time for me to fix 
everyone's relationship problems and what has been known as everyone's okay part of the show. But uh, I'm going to keep doing this anyway because fuck you. So let's get into some relationship advice for me to give you the answers you need to solve your problems. So uh, let's get going into this. Um, I don't know how many of these I have, but I'm going to get into I don't know how long I'm going to be lasting in this. Uh, the new segment still fucking broke me. My girlfriend tried to insert without protection or my permission. Then she gave a weird excuse. All right. All right, here we go. Me and my girlfriend have been official for a month. As of yesterday, we started going out a little before that, but we made it official a little after. So we decided to meet in my house and have a little fun to celebrate. This involved sex. It all went well, and when we were taking a bit of a rest, she got on top of me to kiss and cuddle. At this point, I no longer had protection on, and she started grinding. When out of nowhere, she put it inside and started moving. I kind of quickly said, hey, what are you doing? and she got she got off we kind of played it off with her chuckling and me kissing her and whatnot but i was very confused for context we both discussed how we wanted to be very safe with sex but the reason that aren't relevant she can't get the pill or injections right now she comes in cycle tracking that day was a fertile day when i'm taking her home i asked her why she did that and she tells me that she wanted to see my reaction to test if I was also going to be careful at the moment. While she seemed genuine when she said it, she is a very smart person, and frankly, I think that explanation is dumb. I talked to some of my friends about it, and they both said that she probably wanted to have sex without protection and was trying to get me to do it. Next time I see her, probably next week, I am going to talk to her about it with her. Do you think this is a bad boundary push? Should I just take the explanation face value or should i be skeptical uh, like i am now and is something like that is common i would like to see what people think of it because right now i'm not really sure what it is. was okay um i'm gonna be honest with you bud it sounds like she was just being kind of stupid <laughs> um and the fact that she has a dumb excuse definitely means she was just being kind of stupid she probably did something in the moment that she is not too proud of and it just wants to at least kind of have an excuse for it to make things a little right so nevertheless yeah i'm gonna say bud um you could talk to her about it um if it happens a second time that's when the real problem will occur so if it happens a second time that's when you need to go full trial and like try to figure shit out and like what's going on so uh n persist nevertheless he persists he being you um make sure she does not do that shit again because fuck babies all the time uh, like that yeah micah texted me did he text me about someone why's my phone not turned on micah text me we got to make sure if micah texts me we got to make sure we know what the fuck's going on. He's just sick. I can see that. Oh, yeah. It's something stupid I sent him. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the thing I will say about that is, uh, yep, since birth control technically is a problem for her, it sounds like legit excuses, though. So, yeah. She's probably just being fucking stupid. So, um, just make sure she doesn't do it again and hope everything works out for you, my friend. All right. 
Partner wants open relationship. I said, sure, but I don't think our mental slash emotional connection will be nearly as strong as it could. This was not said as a threat. Partner is mad. Is what I said wrong? I genuinely would be content with either style. It's just the pros and cons of poly slash mono, in my opinion. You can't get the best of both types of relationships is my thought process. Okay, so... Let's just be honest. I, I just want to be honest for a second about poly relationships. Uh, I've t- I think I told a one specific friend my thoughts, but I am obviously, I'm a big fan of the Ride or Die, which is my EP out now, wherever you get your music from. But uh, this idea that the idea of being, I think being poly is a mental disorder um, that you get. So I know a lot of people who get married young were like, let's be poly. And, uh, the only real thing way I can say being poly is a good thing. I would say if both people are okay with it in the start and you can't be having fucking actual relationships when you're poly, you have kind of relationships. That's what being poly is. You have kind of relationships. And, uh, this idea that you think that, uh, I can have multiple serious relationships. You're fucking R-worded. And you shouldn't be doing that shit. So that's what I'll say. Um, just remember, if she wants a she wants to be poly, and you really you say that you want either you'll be okay with either style, but you don't like you really not you really don't care about her that much, bitch. Uh, so understand what this person means to you, and whatever they mean to you is the type of person you're getting. And, uh, you gotta respect that intuition. And, uh, sounds like if she wants to be Polly, she doesn't like you that much, but doesn't want to break up with you. And, uh, fuck her, in my opinion. But, uh, you can still like her if you want. I don't give a shit about you. I'll just be honest about that. I really don't give a shit about your feelings. Uh, I'm just trying to help you. Um, but yeah, all the Polly people out there, fuck you. And, uh, start either get a ride or die or fuck off and just have half relationships, not real relationships, okay? Okay, 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 folks? Fuck you. All right. Next question I have. Uh, My friend confessed to me that he slept with my girlfriend. She denies it, and I don't know who to believe. I'm going to take a deep breath before I go into this, folks. Okay. Okay. I say friend, but IDK, if I'd even consider us friends anymore. We hadn't talked in months after him and my girlfriend all of a sudden just would lash out at one another and refuse to speak to each other. I know my friend had feelings for her at one point, and my girlfriend knew this too. But we had a civil conversation about it, and it seemed like the issue was behind us. The girlfriend and him text daily, send audio messages, sometimes FaceTime, but it never bothered me. She was very transparent and would show me messages between the two of them. They would also go do stuff together that I had simply no interest in doing, like going to the park or hiking. She would sometimes send him things like, I love you so much, but I always just interpret it as a platonic He would reply with a heart emoji. Okay, so a couple of days ago, he reached out and asked if we could talk in person. We met up, and he tells me about how he's been getting help for his depression and how he's working on getting back into school. And he looked genuinely happier than I had 
seen him in been be in a long time. He had spiraled downward badly in 2020. Even he tells me that he needs to get something off his chest in that more than likely I would never speak to him again after he told me. He tells me that one night after me and my girlfriend had a fight, she asked to come over to his house and get a hug because she was so upset. My friend told her that was fine. He tells me that she gets to his house and they talk and listen to music for a few hours. And at one point she starts rubbing his leg, telling him how great of a friend he is and how he doesn't deserve any of the bad things that's happened to him recently. Then he says is, then he says it escalated to them kissing and having sex in which immediately after she started crying and stormed out. He then started crying in front of me saying that he's sorry and that he regrets all of it. I didn't really know what to say, so I just walked away. I confronted my girlfriend and she started crying and hyperventilating, saying that he's a lying piece of crap and that she wasn't even attracted to him and completely defends herself while hyperventilating. The issue is that I could see it happening, but I could also see my friend just making it up to get back at her. All right. Where do I stand on this? Um, so if you're desperate for like any sort of proof in this situation, uh, you've seen your girlfriend naked, and if he's seen her naked, he's probably gonna notice some some shit or something like that. So, um, sometimes you have like a birthmark, a weird freckle, weird dot on your body. Everyone has that. It's no big deal. Um, if you do, I'm not shaming anyone because you can't control that shit um figure that out try to figure out if he can if you could verify that he's seen her naked and fucked her and shit like that you know shit like that like what does your pubic hair look like shit like that um but if i'm gonna go off with the story that you've told me oh yeah she definitely fucked him she definitely fucked him um I'm just going to go with my opinion. Uh, her first thing is that she starts hyperventilating and starts crying and like making up excuses. She definitely started crying and he started crying and felt really bad to tell you that information. He definitely fucked her. He, like, he definitely fucked her. Come on folks. Like this is some shit. Um, you may want a little more proof. And like I said, like figure, you know, figure out a way you could verify that. Um, be a little sneaky, like a little snack. But also, yeah, like, it's, yeah, from my, if I'm going to go with my end, like, he definitely fucked her. Like, it's definitely, like, it's just random ass information that he told. And, like, he started crying. Um, it's, men are, like, so, like, message to not cry in public. And I know women are like, oh, men should cry, but. Women, you aren't turned on by a crying man. This is like, that's the biggest turnoff you ever, you like men because they're stronger than you and feel like they can protect you and shit like that. So that's the reason why you like men. Stop going on with that fucking shit about men should cry and shit like that. Stop being fucking fake woke. Um, yeah, it sounds like he did sleep with her. Um, but I would also try to verify and get further proof on that. And they'd be like, uh, what was her pubic hair like? And he guessed that and just make her, make him try to guess a few things that could verify if he saw her naked and they did have sex and shit like that. Like, what are some unique quirks in the middle of that? That would be a good thing I would say to go for. All right. Next question. My girlfriend is a virgin and very tight to the point it's preventing sex. 
Uh, some background info. Obviously, we both kind of late bloomers, and neither one of us has extensive experience, sexual or relationship-wise. I'm a bit better having been through one long-term relationship and several short-term relationships, and I've had half a dozen sexual partners. We've been together for about three years, and we're planning on marriage post-COVID. Uh, already talked about kids and the like. This thing, The thing is, is pretty solid and is going to do the distance well, except for that one hitch. Uh, none of my past partners were virgins, and of course, none of them were as tight as my girlfriend. I can fit a single finger in, and two barely goes in, and she says it's uncomfortable. Uh, PIV doesn't work at all. Unusually, I try for a few minutes, but then I get too into my head and worry about hurting her, and it's over. I wish I was still in my 20s. Oh. I've tried using my hands for a while to see if it relaxes her, and it does, but not nearly as enough. Uh, she pre she's pretty conservative, but wants to make things work. She's just not very proactive. I've given subtle suggestions to her, see OBGYN, but she hasn't done so. I don't want to push the issue until I have more knowledge and or something defensive to try slash ask. Um. So, yes, um, I'm going to say in the meantime, uh, the best thing she should do, she should actually see a doctor, gynecologist. Uh, I feel like if there's something like if sex hurts, if you're a man, woman on whatever fairy tale gender you want to go by, um, best thing I would say to do if sex hurts and you're like Josh Casey and you don't like getting your penis touched, Josh Casey, also the author of Track and Desire, A Journey After Swallowtailed Kites out on Amazon, uh, that there is an actual medical issue with you if you, like, don't like sex. I feel like the human body is supposed to enjoy sex, and this is an idea that I believe in, and so if you're having, like, an issue where sex hurts and shit like that, even, like, you can't figure out how to have sex and or even masturbate without hurting yourself, uh, you probably have an issue needs to see a doctor. Now, um... No, that's the that's probably the proper answer I should give you. Uh, the answer uh, I will also give you is probably not a good one. Um, so she says sex is painful for her. Um, you may need to figure out some sort of like drugs that work on her uh, to make her not feel as much pain and shit like that. Uh, maybe like some numbing spray or shit like that. Uh, spray it down on her. Um, maybe, like, get her going, get that shit going, because maybe that could try. I know, like, the vagina doesn't stretch like we think it does, but also um, she might need to figure out how to loosen some muscles down there. I don't know. This this may, like I said, she should probably see a doctor, but I'm just thinking of, like, a, uh, what's the quickest way we could figure this shit out? Um, figure out a way for her to not feel pain down there, and, uh, go for it from there. Uh, get the muscles loosened, uh, just take her to pound town, do that shit. Like, you, sounds like you've been together for at least a minute where she doesn't, and if she doesn't like vaginal sex, tell her she has to start giving you blowjobs, bud. I know it's a controversial topic on the show, but, uh, Blowjobs are a man's best friend, and I will always support every woman who's ever given a blowjob ever and continues to do it. Okay, so I got one, two, three, four, five, five more questions. Um, 
So I had more of these. I was like, I don't think I have enough of these, but uh, apparently I do. Uh, let's get going here. Uh, this is from a woman. The guy I'm that I'm seeing doesn't see meeting my family as a relationship milestone. Is this concerning? All right, so I've been seeing this guy for the past three months. In last month, he asked me to become exclusive, but we aren't using any labels. All right, sounds like you're millennials like me. Uh, we met through mutual friends. I've been introduced to his family as a friend, but also while we were in the talking stage. Next week, the guy has invited me to stay at his family house for a few days, which I've accepted, and I'll now be known in his immediate family as the person that their son is dating. I'm pretty anxious about staying at his family's for the first time as I'll be interacting with them in a completely different dynamic that than previously. I've also never had an exclusive relationship before. I've tried speaking to him about my anxieties and he sort of dismissed them by saying, I don't worry, my family are like my friends and you've met my friends so... Just be yourself and you'll be fine. The guy is very close with his family, whereas I come from a broken home and a, am not that close to my family. However, I still keep in touch and go back home for the holidays. He also said that meeting friends and family aren't big relationship milestones for me. And so I asked him, what are? And he said, I don't know. I just know what I, what I do. I know that I get on with with his family and that I made a good impression on them as a friend, as he said that his mom always asked about me. However, I'm still quite anxious about spending a couple days with his family. Is it concerning that the guy I'm seeing doesn't see meeting friends and family as a milestone in a progressing relationship? And is it concerning that he dismissed my anxieties? Okay. Um, very good question. Um, it sounds like, so I guess it's, I think it's a mentality because for me, introducing a woman to my family that I've been dating is a bit stressful because to me, as this sounds like a John Mulaney joke, which I think it might be, um, where it's like you, you're talking to someone, things are going good in the relationship. And then all of a sudden, uh, you are like, huh, huh, you know how this relationship is going good? Why don't I introduce you to Tim and Nancy Schwegler? Um, great way to do it. Um, and we just go through a ton of shit from there, and uh, shit happens from there. like that. So in my mind, it's like, it sounds like a great way to ruin a relationship is to introduce you to your parents. But so it just depends on the relationship you have with your family. So obviously you said you come from a broken home, and so meeting, him meeting your parents is a big deal. But for him, I feel like he actually has a healthy relationship with his family. So it's not as big of a deal to him. So I think the big thing I would say in regards to whatever the hell you're thinking is this idea that um, he needs to understand that it's a big deal to you, but you also need to understand that it's not that big of a deal to him. So that's going to be like the main focus I feel like you have in regards to that relationship you have because – Meeting the parents is different. This is a different experience for both of you. So as long as you can kind of communicate and have him understand that issue, you should be pretty good. You should be fine. So that's the best thing I can say. Um, but uh, yeah, let's ruin, you ruin your relationship by getting introduced to his parents. All right. Next question. 
Ooh, okay. My girlfriend wants me to be too rough with her, and I'm concerned. Basically, I'm a male, and she's a 21-year-old female. We've been dating for a year, and the sex has been fine. But lately, she's been into some seriously kinky stuff. It started off small, like choking and some spanking, but in the recent months, she's been asking me to be really rough. She wants me to hit her and slap her, and sometimes I'm so rough, she even cries. I stop and make sure she's all right, but she assures me that she wants to keep going and gets mad if I stop. In fact, she tells me to hit her even harder. She's got a whole lot of bruises, and my friends are getting suspicious, thinking I'm abusing her or something. I'm not really comfortable with this, and I'm concerned she's going to want me to do something really damaging to her one day but at the same time i don't know how to tell her i'm not into it my last girlfriend left me because i wasn't exciting enough in bed so i'm hesitant anyways do you have any advice on how to deal with this thanks um so yeah i think and this is a lot of things that women don't know because women are ignorant human beings but uh if you like rough sex like you like getting hurt um when you're with a good guy, it's a it's a different situation because good guys technically don't want to hurt you. Like, we want to keep you alive. And also, if it ever gets so rough that you die fucking during sex, there's no excuse that's ever going to fucking go on unless we get you to sign some fucking waiver that if I kill you during sex, uh, then... I won't go to jail or shit like that. Like, that's the situation we don't realize when they want to get fucking beat the shit out during sex. Um, So I know you're not technically that into it. Um, All I can really say in regards to that is that, like I said, with women, apparently we say if they're not into it, um, then man, you shouldn't do it. No means no shit like that. But women are going to have to realize that same fucking goddamn shit that no means no. Uh, you want me to fucking punch you and bruise your goddamn body during sex because it turns you on? No means no, you goddamn bitch. You need to understand that fucking, that men aren't going to fucking kill you and go to jail just to fucking get with your fucking pussy that's not even probably that good. Let's be honest, it's probably not that good. Um, definitely probably not as good as Disney+. Plus. I will tell you that. So, uh... Ladies, you need to realize if you like getting the shit beaten out of you during sex, that uh, a lot of good fucking men are not willing to do that because they don't want to fucking go to jail just because you want to fucking die, okay? Uh, if you don't like yourself, just kill yourself. Probably shouldn't say that, but uh, I don't really actually fucking care. All right. One, two, three. Okay, we only got three questions left, folks. Um... And uh, so we're going to get into it. Okay. My roommate has announced to her friends that we are apparently dating. I'm not sleeping with my roommate. I've only known my roommate for six months. I have not flirted, kissed, or expressed any interest in my roommate. Now, made no attempts to ask my roommate out. So obviously, I was extremely surprised when she had friends over and I wanted, I waved at her and she went, Oh, yeah, that's, and that's my boyfriend. I don't know where she magically gotten the idea that I'm somehow her boyfriend when we haven't even been on a date. But when I tried to bring it up, just kind of ignore the conversation and change the topic. 
I'm not really sure what to do, but she also mentioned that this to my friends. So now I have friends and coworkers congratulating me on a relationship that doesn't exist. I am so desperately confused that I would appreciate any and all advice I receive. I haven't the slightest clue what's going on. All right, my friend. So there's like this idea that men are supposed to be nice to women, even when you're not trying to fuck them. And there's a good points to that, but also at the same time, in this fucking situation, you need to tell her, if you're really that uncomfortable with her telling people you're your boyfriend, just tell them that. I'm not your boyfriend. We're roommates, and that's all we're gonna fucking be. And so, we've never had, <laughs> you're not fucking me, and if I wouldn't have sex with you, uh, I would put in an effort. But I'm not putting in an effort. Just embarrass her in front of all our friends. Uh, the only situation I would say she's right in the situation is if she's being followed by a really creepy guy and she would want you to be her fake boyfriend. But at this point, it doesn't sound like she's fucking doing that shit. So um, you should not be like, hey, um, hey, there's my boyfriend. Stop telling people I'm your boyfriend. Like if you if you if a guy did that to a woman and be like, yeah, that's my girlfriend. Stop telling people I'm your girlfriend. There would be a whole big issue. Hashtag me too bullshit like that. So just embarrass her if she's doing that in fucking in front of all your fucking friends and her friends and shit like that. We're not dating. We're not my girlfriend. You will never be my girlfriend. Just embarrass her. That's going to be the only way you get out of it. She's going to be mad at you. Uh, but I don't see any situation in what you brought up that she would be okay with. So maybe, maybe we should uh, move on. Okay. Uh, we got one. Okay, two more. Okay. <clears throat> This one I'm very passionate about. Boyfriend rarely goes down on me. He does it, I'd say, like, one-seventh, one out of seven times, he will go down on me for one or two minutes. On the occasion, he does do it. It seems like it's only once he realizes I'm not wet enough to enter yet. We've talked about it more than once. He said he would love to do it in plans, too, but he hasn't changed at all so far. I don't bother asking anymore because it makes me feel like he just doesn't enjoy doing it. So I feel guilty and like crap when I have to ask. I've asked if I taste bad or something and he denies it, which I believe because I have good hygiene and a GYN health. Um, my most recent ex went down on me every single time. We went got jiggy with it. I am would always offer to go down on me again after he reached climax. He also eat me out for up to 30 minutes. Sometimes I have a hard time climaxing and would always express how he enjoyed doing it. I don't miss my ex, but I miss being treated like that in the bedroom. I've been so tempted to tell my boyfriend that that's what I want, but I don't want to seem entitled. I go down on him maybe one, one out of one every two or three times we have sex. However, regardless of whether or not I do, he still gets to climax. If him climaxing was dependent on me going down on him, I would more than likely want to do it every time. All right. So, uh, fuck that guy. Um, best thing I would tell you to do in that situation, I would say, bring up your ex. Like, you know, my ex would always go down. I mean, he loved doing it. Maybe I should give him a call. Shit like that. Shit like that. Just, Make him upset, and then he'll be like, "Well, why don't you just end up with him?" I'm like, well, like you, I wish you would do that, but uh, uh, if you're not, if that's an issue for you, I would say, yeah, fuck that guy. Um, like Smash Mouth said to DJ Khaled, "A king who doesn't is no king at all." I am the foreplay king, so I can tell you that I would always, I always do it. It's it's fun, exciting, 
but I also like eating. So that may be a me problem, but tell your man, if he's not willing to go down a woman, he doesn't love the game. He doesn't love anything. Uh, and then also express like, Hey, I want to, I want to have an orgasm too. And this is the best way for me to do it. And, uh, make him, make him eat, make him overeat, make him go over in his calorie count. Okay. Tell him that it's that simple. Uh, tell him don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. All right. Girlfriend boring in bedroom. She only wants to have sex missionary. Maybe one out of 10 times. She will do doggy, but she won't give a blowjob and she won't give a handjob. I've talked to her about it and she'll say, you don't need it. We, when we do have sex, I have to kiss. It's do so for 20 minutes every time before she's ready. I don't actually always mind this, but I mind that it is never reciprocated. In a year of dating and probably having sex 200 times, she has seduced me twice. It's very boring. I understand if I want to pull her hair or something, some people just do not like that. But a handjob once a week? Do people break up with people for that reason? Uh, we've been together for a year, and at first I thought she was just uncomfortable, which is how she made it sound, but over the last few months, she has said that she doesn't feel like doing a BJ or HJ handy uh, because it doesn't do anything for her. Okay, so let's go with the last thing. It doesn't do anything for her. No fucking shit oral sex doesn't do fucking shit for you it's for your partner because you love them and a good person always puts their mouth on their hands on the genitals unless you're josh casey author of track and desire a journey after swallowtail kites you would not like your penis touch so sounds like you need to be that he just says uh, you don't need it why don't you be like bitch yes i do need it stop acting like you know what i fucking like it sounds like you're letting her control the narrative, tell her, I'm like, bitch, you know I don't fucking like that shit. You should not be telling me what I like and dislike in this fucking situation. I like your mouth, and I like it on my penis. Maybe do it. Hand jobs. Let's, let's be real about hand jobs. You're not in fucking high school. You shouldn't be asking for fucking hand jobs, okay? Y you don't ask for hand jobs. That's, that's high school shit. You either get a blowjob, and she wants you to go eat her out. You do the same my friend. A king who doesn't is no king at all, okay? That is the situation. She sounds like she's trying to control the situation and trying to be like, you don't like that. She's gaslighting you, bro. Don't let women gaslight you. That's not cool as fuck at all. Don't do that shit. That's all I will say. And that's how I'm going to end this episode. So thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode of Cancer Sweezy. Uh, questions, comments, or concerns? Go to the at gmail.com uh, my EP, Ride or Die, out now. All your favorite streaming platforms. Um, and watch me play video games Thursdays, uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time over on Twitch. And subscribe, like, and that shit. And support the show on Patreon if you're that cool. So, nevertheless, I will persist. So, like always, stay awesome.
Hashtag pray for Micah. Hey, you. You just finished a full episode of the Schwegcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes, you can get ad-free episodes of the Schwegcast and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.